You know, I've been thinking a lot lately about what's happening with efficiency. It's funny, you know, for a long time, um, as I was speaking to clients about the future and about the present, uh, I always got this feedback about people wanting to have more optimization, more efficiency, you know, lower price points, better margin, and be better organized, and digital transformation, uh, you know, to get to the point quicker, and so on and so on. But now, since the COVID crisis, the efficiency story is dead. You know, the only story that matters today is the story of resilience, of agility, uh, of empowerment, of collaboration. And efficiency is something that has kind of gone by the wayside. You know, of course, it's important to be efficient, but now it's more like, can we switch? Can we pivot? Can we turn around on a dime? You know, can we get away from this obsession with, you know, better profits, better margins, and all that stuff that was there before? And now the story is much larger, also about purpose. Because when you think about efficiency, it has little to do with purpose. It's like perfecting an ongoing story. Uh, it's, it's making things work better than before. It's optimizing supply chain or all of those practical things. And those were and are, of course, still very important. But now people are asking the question, are we doing the right thing? Should we have a different product? Should we try something else completely? And as you ponder that question, something happens. And a week later, another thing is in demand. And we can safely say that the next three months, starting right now, next three years, <laughs> of course, are the period of utter volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity, VUCA, right? We're going to live in a permanent VUCA. I mean, even when the crisis is winding down, when there is a vaccine, you know, this is a deep cut in, in our confidence in our business models, and the narrative has changed. And, and the new narrative is not going to be about being quicker or faster or digital transformation. or any, It's about human transformation, societal transformation. Right? So as a headline, I think from... Uh, the next couple of months, let's expect this really quite simply, is going away from this idea of efficiency, optimization, productivity, and, and keeping that in the back pocket, so to speak, but moving towards being able to change. And resilience means also uh, to have adversary things coming towards you, and you can find a way forward and navigate around it. And much of that has to do with not being a believer in just facts and data, but to look beyond that. It's interesting, you know, when you watch Jeff Bezos speak about data, he always said that, you know, uh, if you come with a business idea to him and you have to support it by data and focus groups and facts and logic and how important that was uh, or is to him, he always speaks about that. But then the other day, six months ago, I think it was the Business Insider event, when he's, he basically said, you know, all the important decisions I make with guts and intuition and on based on my heart, right? Uh, not on data. And he says both, right? And I think it's so true. You know, when we look at resilience and agility and being able to pivot and to, to reinvent and to flip on the dime, you know, those, those are personality issues, uh, traits, right? They're, they're things that we do because we can. Uh, they're, they're not downloaded and they're certainly not learned at business school, right? Can we learn efficiency, optimization, and practical things like that? Uh, yeah, we can learn that from others. We can look at case studies. And, but can we learn mental agility? Can we learn how to uh, be able to instantly look at something and, and pull something out and come up with a different response? And we have to practice that. This is just like saying, well, emotional intelligence. Same story. 
I mean, we can't download that from the App Store, and we certainly can't just copy Yacinda Ardern's <clears throat> emotional intelligence, alleged emotional intelligence that I think she has. <clears throat> we can't just say, okay, we'll do the same thing. We can't. We have to find our own way into agility. Uh, we have to find our own way in, into resilience. And we have to practice it and we have to allow it because uh, this is the other thing. Resilience and agility are the opposite of efficiency because they're, they're by nature inefficient. Right? I mean, if I'm looking to just execute well and just move on and take this execution and, 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 and just make it perfect, that's one thing. That, that's like a spreadsheet. You know, it's logical. But... Uh, and this is also, of course, what differentiates us from machines. We are not binary. You know, we don't have to say yes, no, yes, no, if this and that. You know, it's not like this for us. We're multinary. You know, m machines are following the course of logic, and I think it will be for quite some time until we have maybe more quantum computing, uh, maybe 2050, the singularity, where machines cannot be binary. But this is, of course, what keeps back from, uh, machines from being more. I wouldn't say human, but being really intelligent. Yeah. Human intelligence is like, okay, it doesn't have to be yes or no. It can be yes, it depends, or yes today, no tomorrow, or it can be a 0 0.73 or a 1.47. It doesn't have to be zeros and ones. It's not binary. Uh, and we are certainly capable of ignoring facts because we've already made up our mind. And we shape the future like this. You know, We have foresight, intuition, and this is what makes us perfectly capable uh, to drop efficiency as the primary concern and to think about reinvention, resilience, and, and agility to have an agile mindset. And, and on that note, I think it's really important that we think of agility as what I call the future mindset, you know? that we have, always have one thought in the future, like what if, or I've seen something that kind of sounds like it could very plausibly arrive, and I'm keeping this in the back of my mind. You know, F. Scott Fitzgerald once said, the sign of intelligence is to keep two opposing ideas in your mind at the same time. And if we look at leaders around the world, especially in tech, this is what they're doing, right? starting with Steve Jobs and now Tim Cook, of course, and also Jeff Bezos and many others. This is what they do. Right? So you have this today, you execute well, and that's really all about efficiency and optimization as well. But then the future, right? the future is not an efficiency story because it doesn't exist. And, and this is something that really, I think, is also a big, big factor here in Europe. You know, we tend to look at the future and say, well, we don't know the future, we, but we would like to see it proven. We would like to see a logical, scientific approach to the future in the sense of, you know, this is a certainty or it's, it's very, very, very likely, right? And it's about logic. It's not... The future is not about engineering. We, we can't engineer the future. The future will contain lots of engineering uh, and, and production, but it's about imagination. I mean, let's follow the footsteps of Einstein, who said imagination is more important than knowledge. And I would derive from that, you know, agility uh, and resilience is probably more important than efficiency. So that's my lesson for now. And... Uh, I hope you, uh, you enjoyed it and I would look fo forward to your comments uh, and also to input as to what the next session should be all about. Thanks very much for tuning in. This is Gerd Leonhard Futurist.